When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Cincinnati's Q102, Jeff and Jen morning show, 647. As we were saying earlier, we got rain, lots and lots of rain headed our way. Could be steady at times, high temperatures in the upper 50s. It's 53 now, and our own Lindsay Patterson joins us now on the telephone this morning. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. We're all in our Bengals gear in one way or another. The NFL draft is tonight, and Joe Burrow is presumably going to be a Cincinnati Bengal, or is there still something that can happen between now and then? I'm 99.9% sure Joe Burrow is going to be a Cincinnati Bengal, um, and I've actually felt this way since January, since the last game of the 2019 season. The Bengals know they have something special on Joe Burrow. I've had a chance to talk to some people who have been close with Joe Burrow nationally, locally, and they tell me this guy is something else because I want to know. I mean, everybody knows when you're in Cincinnati and Cincinnati sports fans in general, you want to believe the hype. You want to believe this guy is a game changer and everybody believes Joe Burrow is. Yeah. What, what is the, um, like if you go back in history and you look at first round draft picks, what, what are their overall performance averages? You know, because there's so much hype around first-rounders. There is, and, and that's one of my biggest questions that I've asked a lot of people. I've interviewed about six different people in the last week, and I, I've just asked. I'm like, this guy, you hear the hype in college with any first-rounder, and I think you mostly look at quarterbacks in general. This guy's going to be great. He's a first-rounder. He's going to be a game-changer. This is what that franchise needs. And everybody's told me they've just not, they've never seen a talent like Joe Burrow. I mean, look what he did in college football, and it was just blowing out the numbers in 2019. National championship records where he was breaking. This guy brings confidence, professionalism, and it's just really hard to believe that you see that at a college football level. He had the talent around him, but overall, when you look at first rounders, it's always hit or miss. You really can't judge it. And I think with Joe Burrow, it's going to be interesting in this first rookie year when you have this virtual offseason. And, and if this guy can be a game changer and learning and adjusting to Zach Taylor in this offense. But overall, it, it looks good. But, man, it, it's so hard to judge with first-round talent. Yeah, Do and you think he wants to be here? You just took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think all the national headlines where this guy doesn't want to be here, Joe Burrow, why would he want to go to a losing franchise? The thing about the number one pick, and honestly, the thing about the first five picks, the team had about... They all go to losing. (laughs) You have to be a crappy team to get the early picks to begin with. (laughs) 
actually brought that up with a national media member because I feel like, you know, Cincinnati was just getting hammered. And I said, I have a question. Why is Cincinnati getting hammered versus Miami? Cincinnati's had more winning seasons in the past 10, 15 years. Beaches, the Lindsay. Miami they have office. beaches. They wear white pants there. They're cool. <laughs> We're just them, them dumb people from Ohio. Their uniforms are made of linen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, Lindsay. Joe is like always like this. He's like when you when he's got this vibe to him. He's happy. He's always smiling. You know, after the game, he has a cigar. Like he's got this mojo about him. How long until we break him down of that? <laughs> no, two so years before we crush his soul. <laughs> I'm going two years. The first year, like, it'll be I, fine, I, right? I want that positive energy in there. I think we need some of that. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's one of the, the qualities that a lot of people describe Joe Burrow. They say he has this swagger and confidence. One guy who, who worked with him at LSU told me, he said he was so confident when he met Joe Burrow that he was like, hold up, bro. Like, you got to back up a little bit. That's, that's too much confidence. But he right. can perform. And, and he puts it out there on the field. So I think that's really different. And that's no offense to what they had with Andy Dalton. He was more of a quiet leader, a great guy. But, but with Joe Burrow, he's really confident and, and he believes what he can do out there and he, and he shows it. He shows it last season. I don't well, know. you bring up Andy Dalton. What's going to happen with him? That is a million dollar question because if you would have told me two weeks ago that Andy Dalton was going to be back with the Cincinnati Bengals, I would have said, you're silly. That's not going to happen. There are a lot of options. There's options of going to the Jags, going to the Patriots. I think draft weekend could be really interesting. The Patriots just got a fourth rounder for Gronk. Could he go to New England? Could they trade for him? Could he go and reunite with his offensive coordinator, Jay Gruden, Tyler Eifer, his tight end? down in Florida, Jacksonville, that could be interesting. Or could he restructure his contract and come back and be a mentor to Joe Burrow? He's been open. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com Surgery has an art I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. In the past two weeks, he said, I am open to come back to Cincinnati um, and, and he'd be a backup. But you know what? It's just a really weird thing because he could come back and be a backup, get paid less money. And, and be and be the the guy who's mentoring Joe Burrow. And he's a great mm-hmm. guy, and I, and I think he would do that. But, man, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I would rather just get released and, and go to another team and start over. That's amazing that he'd even entertain that option, though, don't you think? I mean, that oh, speaks yeah. a lot about him. But he's a yeah, dad, I too. I mean, he's got kids at home, and you hear all these things about getting hit in the NFL right. and the longevity as a player. So it might be a safe, healthier route to go to – mentor than maybe the next biggest quarterback of all time yeah and if you're cincinnati you could do a whole lot worse than having andy dalton as your backup quarterback yeah when you look at the overall quarterback room and in, in, in the nfl so sure. i think it's going to be really interesting but even draft week i mean all eyes on if they decide to trade if, if he goes to another team and they get a fourth or fifth rounder um but yeah, will, yeah. That, that andy dalton could be back in cincinnati it'll be interesting i do think he'll get released 
Um, but we'll see what happens. We'll see. With that. How does it so work Lindsay, in the NFL? It, how? Do, sorry, Fritchie. How does it work okay. in the NFL when they're structuring deals with first round draft picks? Um, are they all different, or are they pretty much standard the same? Like, what is the length of term and around how much money do they typically make? Yeah, it's really start. interesting um, because a couple years ago, before the CBA, they were making tons of money for first round picks and, and some guys are holding out for this and that they don't really do that anymore and, it, and it's a benefit to the nfl team um normally three to four years when you look at that first round pick and it really varies i think it's going to be interesting because the Bengals they've picked up in the top 10 for a while but the number one draft pick it's been a minute you look back to carson palmer in 2003 and, and it's, it's been a while since they've had to pay a top quarterback in the first round yeah. So how can people watch the draft? Like, are they, or is it on every streaming service? I mean, if people don't have cable, how can they watch it? Yeah, NFL Network and ABC will have it. When it comes to if you don't have that, I mean, I currently just stream all of my shows. So any of the Hulu channels, you'll, you'll be able to watch it. And also online, I know NFL Network will be streaming too. So if you want to watch some of their outtakes, their studio shows, um, it's going to be really interesting. I was talking to NFL Network production this past week, and they told me that They've had more meetings this week than any other NFL draft before because of all the technical difficulties that could happen, um, talking with the IT department. So it's going to be really interesting on that level. I know there will be a lot of things on the social media from ABC, um, ESPN, NFL Network that people can check out. And what's really cool about this, um, they've confirmed with 58 players that they can all be remote from their house. Of course, it's only going to be a few people, mom, dad, um, a family member with them in the living room. And all of them will have all of the NFL gear. So if anything happens, like say the Lions called and there was a trade last minute and and this guy has to wear a Pittsburgh Steelers hat, he has all the hats in his living room. That's I was curious about how they were going to do that, too, because that's always a big part of the draft is like they bring them down and they put the jersey on them and they're all like celebrating. So I was curious how they were going to do that. That's cool. Yeah, so Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals have a choice. I I straight up asked the guy, I was like, the production guy, I was like, can Cincinnati send stuff? Can he have some extra stuff if they know he's going to be the guy? Because the Cincinnati Bengals have had three one-hour phone calls with Joe Burrow for the past couple weeks. I mean, they they all know they're on the same page, but they want to give Joe Burrow that special moment tonight to get that phone call before they make it official. Because they can't be in Las Vegas for it and and make it really cool for the first-round pick. But, yes, he will have a Cincinnati Bengals hat. And they have a chance to send some gear to him um, if he wants to rep that when he gets the phone call on TV tonight. Would, wouldn't it just be something if we don't pick him? Oh, we're going to. I, I do. <laughs> you know, ooh, what kind of crazy that, deal, what kind of crazy thing would happen at the last minute? What is that movie with Kevin Costner? Was it Draft Day? Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah, where at the last minute, all of these changes and wheeling. That was a great movie. Stuff goes, yeah, it was yeah. intense situation so fingers crossed it. it all goes I well put for the it Bengals. past the world right now though to tell you the truth um, honestly you just as a don't Bengals know fan you really have no idea where anyone is going with anything at any moment of your life no and, and honestly i i would normally say oh man anything's possible um really close sources have, have said that uh this is the guy how, how could he not be it's happening so. yeah yeah <laughs> all right well, Lindsay, mm-hmm. thank you for the insight Thanks, and your Lindsay. expertise. We always appreciate you. Thanks for coming on the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. And we'll talk to you, to you tomorrow. To you guys. All right, take it easy. <laughs> I can't.
can't stand people who are married without kids, always rubbing their disposable income and their travel plans in your face. Like, you know, we're thinking about buying a second place in France. Oh, that's great. The closest I'll come to a place in France is I might buy a crepe at a food court, and one of my kids will drop it inside of three seconds, and we'll all cry. That's I place in France. They also say, we just really like our life the way it is. Basically saying, we've seen you, and we'll take a pass. I'm finally comfortable with sir. I'm not sure if anyone's there yet. No, no, you're not a sir. You're not a sir. You may be. Are you sir yet? How old are you? 36. You're approaching it. Because right, if somebody calls you sir, you're like, no, man, my, my name's Jason. <laughs> I'm not sure. Sorry, that's my impression of you. <laughs> I'm fine with people cleaning up after me. I just am cool. Because when we first had a cleaning lady come over the house, like I'm cleaning up before the cleaning lady gets here. Cleaning lady's coming. Come on, let's get straightened up. Come on. That's uh, comedian now Madrigal. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102, 725. Yeah, the uh, speaking of age, the age at which you are officially considered old. And is the is the crisis giving you nightmares? We got four tips. It's Thursday, the 23rd of April, 2020. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. There are tons of people who still have not received their first stimulus check, uh, but we need that one, and then even more, evidently, because according to this survey, 84% of Americans right now are saying they would like another wave of stimulus checks to go out, and the big reason is 30% of those folks say they're less than a month away from completely running out of money. People are split on who needs the relief money more. Should that go to small businesses or people? 50% say the money should go to small businesses. 47% say people. Um, And uh, virtually no one said big business. But, yeah, go ahead, Jen. I just, you know, I wonder how this is going to change the way people are with money when we come out of this. Because so many of us didn't save a ton right or have an emergency fund sitting there i wonder if um when people are starting to get back on their feet a little bit if that's something they'll start doing make a priority uh which will be hard for some people if they're coming back to jobs where they've been furloughed and so they're low on money and it's hard to save it's hard to catch back up um will they be later will they have a job to return to if they do will they've taken a pay cut that'll make it harder for them to save money. It'll be interesting to see what it looks like. Yeah. The other question I have is when they start opening up businesses again and people are free to go back to work, what's going to happen to the people who don't want to because they don't feel it's safe? You know, Are they going to lose their jobs because they are going to choose to stay home for their own family's well-being? They probably will. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because White House economic advisor Larry Kudlow wants to set up a plan where businesses can't get sued if their employees or customers get sick because they prematurely reopened. Opened up. Oh, yeah. So I guess that would leave it to the employee to decide, you know, look, I know the business is open and you're requiring me to come back, but 
it's I think it's premature. I think it's too early. I don't feel safe. I'm not willing to take the risk for myself and my family. And so yeah. they'd have to effectively walk away from the job. They wouldn't have any any recourse, really. Let's hope there are some logical, smart, you know, bosses out there that when it's time to open up, they maybe like there's a, a gray period where the ones that don't feel safe can still work from home for a little bit longer. Yeah, it just they makes already, me. They were already doing it, you know. Our, well, our... I'm thinking about the people that aren't aren't able to to work at home. You know, I think about the hairstylists and the nail techs, the nail techs, and yeah, yeah. who right. and massage therapists and the people that are like really all up in other people's business. <laughs> yeah, but I really appreciate what Jenny Morris, who's our, our company CEO and president, and she sends out an email. She's been sending out emails every Friday afternoon, you know, at the end of the week, just since we've been going through this. And one line that she repeats that I really appreciate is first and foremost for us is the health and safety of our employees. You know, that means the world during times sure, like this. Yeah. You know, we hear that. Mm-hmm. In other situations, but I don't think we take it to heart as much as maybe we do now. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of along those same lines, yesterday, Anderson Cooper was talking to the mayor of Las Vegas, Carolyn Goodman. She wants everything open back up like now. And, and when you think about Vegas, oh my God. Oh, I'm sure they're <laughs> devastated. I mean, that's like a 24 a hour dish. town. And it's, yeah. but they're open 24 7. Oh, yeah. There's a Chinese researchers have shown uh, how this virus spreads. And I just want to put up Ooh, for our viewers. <laughs> I just want to put up for our viewers. This is a, a restaurant. Anderson, you are tough. <laughs> no, I'm not We're talking about China. This isn't China. Yeah. This, this is, is Las a... Vegas, Nevada. No, she's feeling very feisty today, evident. Wow. Okay, that's really ignorant. This is a restaurant. <laughs> And the that's yellow circle, that's an ignorant, that... ignorant statement. That's, that's a restaurant. And yes, it's in China, but there are human beings, too. Yeah, in another part of the interview, uh, the mayor called Anderson an alarmist after he questioned her suggestion to reopen the casinos. The reality is I want us open in the city of Las Vegas so our people can go back to work. You're encouraging hundreds of thousands of people coming there in casinos, smoking, drinking, touching slot machines. Doesn't that sound like a virus Petri dish? You're being an alarmist. I'm not. I've lived a long life. I grew up in the heart of Manhattan. I know what it's like to be with subways and on buses and crammed into elevators. I think you are by saying what you have just said. So you don't believe there should be any social distancing? You don't believe that this is a... Of course I believe there should be. How do you do that in a casino? That's up to them to figure out. I'm, I don't own a casino. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like, you know, if they want to go gamble, let them go gamble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel, feel bad for the like employee people, that's forced the to have to. employees. Right. Yeah. You know, they're the and ones then I it's worry. the healthcare system that has to deal. Exactly. <laughs> now, one thing they're doing at one of the gyms that's opening in Georgia, you know how they're opening um, gyms and massage parlors and tattoo places and restaurants and movie mm-hmm. theaters in Georgia here in a couple of days. Uh, one of the gym owners was saying their plan is to basically not put tape, but like put uh, stickers on, say, treadmills. Every other, every few treadmills, they'll just close and won't allow you to use just to make sure that people far are far enough apart if they want to work out. So they'll shut down machines and do it in such a way that hopefully will. How do they do suffer. that, though, like at a casino where everyone's touching the cards? I mean, you can wipe down 
a slot machine, but I mean, are you going to be wiping down the cards and sanitizing the cards for Hold'em and Blackjack or touching you the have crap f- dice? And a new deck every time you play. Yeah, a new deck. Is that really going to happen? Or maybe uh, you squirt hand sanitizer after every hand. I, I just don't understand how they're going to ever be able to do that. And they talked about limiting how many people could crowd in at, at a table. At a table, yeah. which I understand, but that's like part of the ambiance atmosphere of gambling. Like if you see a full craps table, Jen, and they're right. all hooting and hollering oh, yeah. and having a great time, you want to go be a part of it. The chips, yeah, I, touching I, the chips. I mean, there's just so many things. I almost wonder if we just don't kind of need one city or state and maybe it's already going to happen here in georgia where they do open it up too much and all hell breaks loose then maybe everybody that's maybe everybody that's crying for it you know for for more openings to happen we'll see the the consequences what if nothing happens and if nothing happens you know maybe that's great too you know it's just no harm, no foul. Keep it moving. But to your point, Jen, uh, Carolyn Goodman, the mayor of Los, An- of Las Vegas, said, and I'm quoting here, she, that she's offering her city up sort of as a control group to see how many people get infected and die without really social happens. distancing. Which is, I mean, if you if you ever thought you'd hear something like that come out of a mayor's mouth saying, I'm willing to offer up my city as a control group to see how many people get sick and die is extraordinary. Well, she must be really, really confident or she's very solid in her belief that that's not going to, you know, that it's going to be okay. Right. She must really be 100% bought into that belief. For sure. I want to see too, if they're going to bring in, like when I was in Las Vegas, I just was there in January and we carried around, all of our own hand sanitizer and wipes and things like that. And that wasn't something that was like readily available. Just when you would walk in, you could get a squirt. So I'm curious to right. like see if they're going to start putting out more, <laughs> more sanitizer. Well, you weren't stations. in the right place. Yeah. I wasn't in, you know, that part of Vegas, but I'm just saying like, that's something that I think that they need. Like, are they going to put stuff up like that? So they're going to be Purell at every slot machine yeah. or just in general, you know, we all had our own, but well, I'm just curious how that is all going to change you know president trump has been one of the biggest proponents of reopening the country as soon as possible but even he thinks that georgia governor brian kemp is going too far by allowing salons gyms and tattoo parlors to reopen tomorrow so you know when when president trump is out uh, you know saying wait a minute yeah you're <laughs> but you know governor of georgia is pretty confident he says you know i'm looking at the numbers i'm looking at the data we're going to try to do this in a responsible way and see thanks for listening to the q102 jeff and jen morning show podcast brought to you by cbg airport start your trip at cbgairport.com